0: welcome to your boundaries masterclass first topic up What do you do when you don't know what the boundaries are that you're supposed to be setting? Welcome to a really good week of conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. I should specify, you can currently find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. Shortly, I'll be revealing a brand new website um, with new um, messaging and marketing and all the good stuff. But for now, choose to have it all will be where to find me and it'll always redirect you to the new site. Anyhow, um, I'm really excited about this week. I wanted to try something new for you guys because I think sometimes when I do a daily podcast, I like to keep the content at at least as close to bite size or tapas size um, as possible. Um, I can go on a lot in some of these conversations. I know I've sort of dropped down like six, minute episodes without really blinking twice about it, but I do like to keep them relatively short and sweet for you so you can get on with your day, running your life and running your business. And one of the topics I really wanted to dig deeper into was the idea of setting boundaries and the importance that boundaries have and having sort of healthy functional lives and healthy functional businesses. I really believe that when we chase the tail for dysfunction in our lives or in our businesses, a lot of times it can like, kind of lead to a place where a boundary wasn't set, a boundary wasn't sort of um, maintained or enforced, or a boundary just was the wrong one for the given situation. However, when we talk about boundaries, there's so much to talk about that it often can become an overwhelming topic. And you know what I say? Well, I don't say it. Matthew Kimberly says it, but we don't get overwhelmed when we don't know what to do. We get overwhelmed when we don't know what to do next. It's the same thing with this kind of topic. It's not that I'm overwhelmed with what I don't know what to say. Sometimes it can be overwhelming not knowing what to say when and in the order to say it. I thought about this problem and how I was going to tackle it, and what I wanted to try for you guys is new. I haven't done this before. We're 300 or so episodes in at this point. I thought I would do a week-long series. I'll see how it sits with you. I'll see how it sits with me. I'm definitely going to want your feedback and your two cents on it, whether or not it jived with you, whether or not by day three, you're like, oh my god, I'm skipping the rest of the episodes. I'm waiting for her to move on to a different subject. But I did. Did want to dig deep into boundaries. It is such a core part of the work that I do and the messaging that I have. But I am also not going to assume that this is your first day at the rodeo, that this is a topic that you haven't ever been introduced to or haven't ever talked about. I know that I have savvy listeners who have found their way quite deep into the personal development section of their bookstores and have probably listened to their fair share of Oprah and Bernie. Brown and Gretchen Rubin and Elizabeth Gilbert and Tony Robbins and, you know, everybody who's talking and preaching personal development has tackled the issue of boundaries. But I think sometimes we still have this tendency to talk about it in this pie in the sky way that it's like, oh, you need to have boundaries. You need to have better boundaries. You need to set your boundaries. And the thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about today wasn't the introductory to boundaries. What I mean when I say boundaries, because I am going to assume that you're a little bit in the choir that I'm preaching to, that you understand the concept of boundaries, that you're essentially telling somebody... This is where I end and you begin. And in essence, boundary setting is often telling people, you want to be a little bit closer to me than I wish to be to you. And it can be a hard conversation. It can be awkward. It can involve limit setting. It can involve accountability. But it is not an impossible conversation to have. But sometimes you have no idea what you're supposed to be saying because you have lost so much sort of track of yourself that you don't even know what the boundaries in your life are that you're supposed to be setting. You know, I talked to you last week about this concept of over-functioning, of over-delivering, of raising the bar so high that you're doing the work for you and the work of another person. And that too is often linked to poor boundaries or a total absence of boundaries. And I think when life gets stressful or, you know, sometimes this is just like the natural consequence i think of being um a type A personality, if you're not really tuned into yourself and you're not paying attention, you as a type A personality can just keep going, 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 doing, 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 and you never take the time to check in with yourself. So you don't even realize how much you're doing that isn't really on your plate and how much you're managing that shouldn't be yours to manage. And as soon as you, you know, I said this too in that episode last week, it really usually brings you to a case of burnout. That if you don't check in with yourself, if you don't like you know do a little bit of a gut check for how the way you're moving through the world is working for you usually what happens the natural consequences is you you just burn out at this you just burn out and burn down and it all kind of you know leads to some sort of epic semi-dramatic meltdown moment and then comes the time to stand back up to dust yourself off and to figure out who you're going to be, how you're going to move through the world, and what you're going to do next. And when you have lost such sight of yourself, when you have stopped checking in with yourself, it can be really hard to say, um, yeah, I know I need to set a boundary, But, you know, beats me what I should be doing differently. I have no idea what to say. And holy heck are people going to be pushing back with me and be all kinds of offended by this conversation. So the first thing that I want to walk you through is how do you get back in touch with yourself? How do you, you know, as I've said on the show before, Julia Roberts and Runaway Bride, how do you find out how you like your eggs? And one of the things that burnout, for better or worse, gives us is an opportunity to evaluate ourselves, how we've been living, what's been working, and what hasn't. And if this is hitting you, but you haven't particularly hit a burnout stage, you can look at it simply from the place of what is causing exhaustion, what is causing a a drain of energy what's causing some avoidance, some dread. I think that we all have places in our personal lives or in our businesses where we know we've been tolerating things we shouldn't be tolerating. You know, one of the things that I always, you know, I love reminding people and you've heard me say it on the show, Maya Angelou's, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. I always with my clients like to turn this inside out and ask them, are you moving through the world in such a way that when you show people who you are, they will believe you. And so often, if you have let the boundaries lapse, if people have been calling you at all hours, if you're over-delivering on work product or work service and you're not saying things and you've been over-available, then you are not showing people that you are a boundaried business owner or that you are somebody who respects themselves and their time and their energy because that's not the way you've been acting. So the first thing we got to do is get you to do a gut check and an inventory for how how things haven't been working, how, like, what are the conversations you're avoiding, what are the things that you've been doing, that when you do them, every single time you do them, you know, there should be somebody else doing it. How are you, you know, what's the treatment that you're tolerating? What is the um, conversations that you're engaging in? I, I think that as I'm talking, again, this is one of those sort of baffling things, like, I wish I could get so specific and be like, you in Minnesota, the boundary you're not setting is this, and you in Central Europe, the boundary you're not setting is this, and it doesn't, I know it doesn't play that way, but what I'm trying to do in this conversation is trigger the thing that makes you go, oh, yep, she's talking to me, or oh, yeah, I know what she's talking about, and it's my hope, because I know I'm not necessarily just, you know, like, preaching to people who have never heard this topic, that as you hear me talking about this, you can independently, know yourself, know your life, and know your business enough to know what, we're, what isn't getting your attention where it's been lapsing, where you've been tolerating things you shouldn't be tolerating, doing things you haven't, shouldn't be doing, um, having, you know, sort of periods of time where you're being disrespected, where you're being taken advantage of, where people are, you know, not saying please and thank you. You should, you know, as I'm talking out loud here and talking personally to you, you should be able to go, oh, she's talking to me because of that thing. She's you know, mentioning that thing to me because she must know da-da-da-da-da-da-da. How hows she reading my mind? I wish I could read your mind. It would make this hypothetical conversation so much easier. But you know where I'm going with it. And what I want you to do is to look at where are the moments where you kind of grit your teeth a little bit, where you kind of white-knuckled your way through a situation, where you found yourself doing something with an edge of resentment attached to it, where, um, you know, a client, client, Client demand felt excessive, but you didn't want to lose the client, so you did it. Where a personal demand on your time became excessive, but you didn't want to be somebody who was rejecting or rude, so you tolerated it. I think if you are willing to look in the mirror a little bit, and you're willing to ask yourself these hard questions, you are going to find the places in your life and in your business where you have failed to set boundaries. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a a thing with new business owners, I think that happens is we're so eager for our first couple of dollars that we say yes to things that we don't think that once we're getting regular consistent income in, we'll say yes to. I think established business owners end up putting up with shit that nobody else would put up with because they're so afraid of sort of the, you know, you know, like the it all crumbling down and going away that, you know, they, they're too reliant on whatever's in front of them to keep their success going, so they're afraid of setting the limit, or, you know, those accountability conversations when somebody has disrespected you or, you know, disrespected your boundary, it can be really hard to say. Sometimes we simply don't have the words. I, <laughs> I always joke with people that, like, my dream business, if I could figure out a way to quantify it, would be giving people the actual words for their hard conversations and their hard um, decisions because I, I feel like I break that down really well, but it's it's kind of a skill set that doesn't quite fully fall into just simple you know business communication. But that idea, as I'm talking, my guess is for you, you know what you' talk- I'm talking about. You know where you've um, allowed things to go a little bit lax or where a boundary was never implemented, but one needs to be implemented now. So what I would like you to do is take stock, maybe even take a moment to pause the podcast and actually write it down for yourself to make it specific, visible, and observable. And the next thing I want you to do is say, like, if you could have the boundary set and you were guaranteed that nobody's going to have a problem with it, Nobody's going to push back on you. Nobody is going to sort of even look at you sideways when you set this boundary. How do you th- how do you need things to work in a way that's better for you and that serves you in a better way? What would the picture perfect if I could just have my crystal ball answer, what would that answer be? And then when you look at it, I think intuitively and gut-wise, you are going to know that if you get that option. If you get that response, you are going to feel A, B, and C and you're going to be capable of so much more, right? You can fill in the blanks for your particular situation here. Um, you got to work with me on the hypotheticals. I'm having a hard time. Con- it's so funny. I wish there was a letter writer at this point who wrote in a letter because it'd be so easy to make it specific. But working with me on the hypotheticals, you are going to know um, what isn't working and what would be a better version of this. And this is the time when I think people start to get nervous and anxious and second guess because they don't want the fight. They don't want the Have the hard conversation. And I I think sometimes we forget the part where we get to just be transparent. So when I think about this example, I always go back to my residential days when I was a social worker working with high risk youth and adolescent residential treatment programs. Because ultimately, what would happen is I was kind of the structure queen. I was the person who was always following the rules and always making sure that, like, you know, we did what we said we were going to do. And, you know, when we Said we were going to do it, etc., etc. But after kids had been with us for a while, after kids had done a fair amount of treatment, they were capable of um, a loosening of the reins. They could move through the world well, happily, and adjusted with less structure, with less rigidity in our lives. And so we would want to accommodate that. But ultimately, what would happen is we would swing that pendulum so far to the other side. And the example that always comes to mind is the word damn. That like technically a swear was an automatic timeout which always makes me laugh because now I swear regularly as part of my business. But at the time for kids, swearing was an automatic timeout. And then at some point, kids would start saying, damn. And we wouldn't set the timeout on it. And we would decide for that day or that kid, um, if we're being really honest, that it wasn't a timeout. And we would just say, hey, heads up, knock that off or something like that. But inevitably, the pendulum would shift. And because we allowed damn to go down, somebody would drop an S-bomb. And suddenly it's, OK, now we have to have the conversation. And everybody would say, like, well, I don't want to set the timeout now because we haven't been setting it for the past two weeks and da-da-da-da-da, like, I don't, you know, people are going to, like, the kids are just going to rebel on us, etc., etc. And what I always said is we're just going to tell the kids. And so that's what I would do is I would say, hey, guys, you know what the deal is here. Um, the program for the longest time ever has had an automatic timeout plan for swearing. The reason why it's an automatic timeout is because you don't have the opportunity to take your words back. It, what's been said has been said. Yes, you can do amends, but, like... Like, no, you don't get. It's an automatic timeout, and I would explain the rationale for that. And I would say, and I would, and I know we have done a lousy job of that. I know that yesterday at snack, so and so said damn, and we let it fly. And then, you know, three days ago, someone had a disappointing phone call, got off the phone, and said damn, and we let it fly. So now we're in this weird position where we have to set a rule again that we haven't been so good at enforcing. It's going to make you grumpy. You're not going to like it, but ultimately. We believe it's what's best for you to learn how to be healthy, functioning adults, right? And I, I, yes, I totally see the irony that I taught the healthy, functioning adult part is not swearing when I swear on the regular, but you you know, we all grow and evolve. But you see what I'm saying here. We told the kids what we wanted them to think. We said, yes, like we know we've been lax on this. Yes, we know that you didn't know this. Yes, this has been a rule, but we haven't enforced it. And now, yes, we are. That's what I would encourage all of you to do when you're going back to basics, when you're looking at your life, when you're looking at your personal relationships, when you're looking at things in your business and you're saying, oh, God, I've let that slide a couple of times or, oh, like I let that one go and I didn't say anything or someone was disrespectful to me and I let it go. So now they're being disrespectful to me again. Like we can all think of those hypothetical examples, how they apply to us in our lives and our businesses. And you know the boundary you want to set. You know what you no longer want to tolerate. Where you're actually tripping isn't in the boundary, it's in how do you communicate it. So what you do is you tell people what you want them to think. Like, hey, I, I know that I've allowed you to, to pay your bill, um, you know, three or four days later when you're waiting on payment yourself on your end. I know I've been kind of lax, but I have to tell you for the health of my business, I can no longer accept late payments without a fee attached to it. Or I know I've, you know, I've said to you in the past that like I'm not available on the weekends and I've answered a couple of your emails on Saturday, which must make you think that I've started working on Saturdays. But in fact, my business hours haven't changed. I wasn't, you know, respecting my own boundaries. So of course, I shouldn't be expecting you to respect them. But I really do need to go back to taking care of myself. I really do need to go back to taking two full days off a week. So I need to know going forward, you are welcome to email me over the weekend. But I have to be honest with you and truthful, I won't be responding to you until Monday. Like you just Instead of pretending it's not true, instead of trying to cover up the fact that you were inconsistent in maintaining your boundaries or you tolerated things you shouldn't tolerate, you know, just be transparent about it and say, you know what, for a while I decided like you've got enough going on and I allowed you to be a little condescending towards me or because I know that you're not trying to be a jerk and you're just kind of stressed I allowed you to speak to me that way but I have to be honest with you, it doesn't make me enjoy working with you. I'm going to ask going forward that you use different language and you address me differently the Instead of like deciding that the first line and the first notification of the boundary is what the boundary is going to be, you can set the table and set the stage and set people up and tell them what you want them to think. That doesn't mean that they're going to agree with you. That doesn't mean that you're not on some level going to embarrass them a little bit or make, you know, create some discomfort. But th- that is not a reason not to do it. You just manage the discomfort and you say, Hey, like this is my fault. This is on me. Like, yes, I have the boundary, but I wasn't enforcing it. And ultimately, you know, that's a really important lesson as we do this boundaries masterclass this week for you to recognize is that your boundaries are your responsibility. I think so often people get this wrong where they think, like, no phone calls at nine o'clock after nine o'clock at night. And then we lose our minds when people call us after nine o'clock rather than looking at, like, well, are we answering the phone? If we don't want phone calls after nine, nine o'clock or our phone's set to do not disturb. Like, what are we doing to enforce our own boundaries? It is not other people's jobs to enforce our own boundaries. It's our job. Like, yes, we want people to respect them. Yes, we want people to know them and to feel set up for success with them. But ultimately, our boundaries are responsibility. So we need to make sure that people are clear about that. We get to open up the conversation in case there's any questions or in case, you know, they have any worries attached to it. You know, I always, you know, my clients sometimes um, are weekend warriors, right? Like they, they do client calls during the week. So then on the weekends, they're doing email tasks and things and questions will come up and they'll start to doubt themselves. They absolutely get to email me, but it's on me to say like, I can't respond to you until I get back to the office on Monday, Because that's my job. They get to be anxious. They get to want my feedback and need my feedback. But ultimately, I am the gatekeeper for my time and my office hours. So I need to make sure that I'm paying attention to them. So much of this comes down to simply telling people what you want them to think being honest about your reasons for it, and then recognizing that you're not going to please everyone, that some people are going to be disappointed, some people are going to feel left behind, but none of that means it's a reason not to set them because ultimately good, healthy boundaries set you up for success. And that's what we want to do going forward. I think for today, this is where I leave you. Um, I want you to look forward ahead to the week ahead. I think we have some really good conversations Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how do you communicate your boundaries? How do you, um, let people know? We've covered that a little bit today. I want to dive a little bit deeper into that conversation. And then I'm going to talk to you and have an honest conversation with you later in the week about what to do when your boundaries are disrespected. I want you to look to later. Uh, I believe this episode will probably land in your, um, in your by in-, in your inboxes, in your podcast app on a Thursday. If you are listening, somebody who listens in real time because we're gonna talk about the role boundaries have in um, personal and established relationships. I think it's really easy when, you know, it's kind of like a cold lead coming into our business to basically, you know, not respond until Monday. But when we have a regular client, I think that's when it gets harder. I think it's harder to have personal boundaries and set them and maintain them with our parents, with our siblings, our close friends, our partners and spouses. So I wanna have that conversation it's an important conversation to have. And then and then we're going to wrap it up about, you know, <laughs> I'll leave you wondering about this because I do think that this is an important conversation when it comes to boundary setting as well. And that's the idea of the difference between boundaries and walls. So I will leave you wondering about that one. And you're going to have to stay tuned a couple episodes down the line. Um, but we're talking about boundaries all week. I can't wait to hear what you think about this. If anything, I'm talking about in this week's masterclass. You have questions about or curious about, do, you know, do send them to me find me over at heatheratchoosetohaveitall.com and I will get back to you and perhaps it'll be part of a follow-up episode. I'll collect all the questions that the series brings up and I'll do a Q&A for you all at the end. Thank you so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye for now.